Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently, with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, today's guest, Nora Sellith, is a business and marketing advisor who has helped businesses sell over $500 million of products and services online. She's also the co-founder of one of my favorite business softwares, Hello Audio. Now, as a podcaster, I naturally have an affinity for audio, and Nora kindly agreed to answer all my questions on the crossover between audio and marketing. So how do we use audio to invite people into our world? Hey, Nora, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I am excited to dive into audio, as always, especially on a podcast. But let's kick off with a little intro to you and your business journey. Absolutely. I actually took more of that traditional path to success. So I actually started in corporate. So entrepreneurialism was not on my radar when I kind of started doing this. I spent over 15 years in corporate, kind of climbing that corporate ladder. And I didn't hate it. I met a lot of great people. I learned a lot along the way, worked for a lot of amazing companies from startups to Fortune 500, but it just wasn't for me. So I decided that, you know, I wanted my kids to be able to take the bus home and not spend all day in daycare you know, after, after work. So I ended up retiring from corporate, started my own marketing agency, built that to multiple six figures in less than nine months. I happened to be at the time I did this, I was using WordPress, but this is just when ClickFunnels started coming out. So it was like the birthday, right? When they they were brand spanking new. People weren't using the word funnel like they do now. Now I think it's kind of like a dirty F word, but, but I think back then it was very new and novel. And I started using the tool with some of my clients, had a lot of great success. Russell found out what I was doing and we had kind of been in his orbit through coaching programs and things like that. But he ended up tapping me and said, hey, would you be willing to shut down your marketing agency and come rebuild our certified partner program? And I did. So that was kind of my introduction to really now being with ClickFunnels and working with them for a few years and building a few seven-figure programs for ClickFunnels and for Russell. I had had a chance to review thousands of marketing campaigns. And so when you get to, you know, at that level of exposure and you build that many funnels, all of a sudden you kind of start to recognize what works and what doesn't work. You see the trends, you kind of really understand and, and really diving deep into that marketing psychology. And at that point, I was like, okay, this is this is something that I I can, this is a skill. Like, the, you know, I thought my, the corporate thing was kind of my gig. I'm like, oh no, this is what I was born to do. And now, you know, years later, I've now helped sell over half a billion dollars of stuff online. So product services, I haven't met, you know, a, a marketing campaign that I, I didn't love to be able to tinker with and optimize. And, you know, now as I look at where we're at now with being a co-founder of Hello Audio and now using audio and specifically private podcasts for marketing, it's opening up a whole new world, like oh, just so many new options as as trends have shifted, ads haven't worked for a lot of folks. Like there's so many things that are just different with tr- attracting and converting leads and being able to really leverage private podcasts now to start doing these things is I think it's going to be a game changer for a lot of folks. Do you think that the pandemic has allowed you folks at Hello Audio to really like grow Hello Audio into the platform that it is? Are people more interested in 
let's say, a private podcast than let me download a PDF or a three-video series or whatever it is. I love it. I, You know, I think to some extent, yes. But I, I think the biggest reason why people are open to using audio is the pandemic kind of forced us to pivot. It forced us to try new things. And I think, you know, if... If things were just continuing to work like they've always worked, people would probably just keep doing it. And I think, you know, we see things like the the three-part video series are maybe not as effective as they used to be. Webinars are maybe not as effective as they used to be. There's a, you know, everyone has their own graveyard of PDF downloads that they've had from over the years. And they're just not as effective in terms of building a connection with your audience. And so I think, you know, it, audio and, and specifically private podcasts are coming at such a perfect time because of people's, there's just more willingness to, to experiment and try new things. A, and it's easy as hell. Like, I mean, private podcasts are so easy as, you know, compared to some of the other lead magnet techniques or some of the client attraction techniques that are out there today. And I think those two things combined, along with the effectiveness and just the results that we're seeing, I, I think has really created a perfect storm for a lot of folks to gravitate toward tools like Hello Audio to help them do that. Yeah, I feel like on the client side, it's just the ease of, you know, I'm never on a long walk or a long car journey thinking, ooh, I could really read that PDF right now, right? <laughs> it just doesn't just doesn't land for me. And then on the producer side, the creator side of the equation, there is no part of me that wakes up in the morning and thinks, ooh, I can't wait to do my hair and makeup for video today. <laughs> End of that. <laughs> right. Whereas for me to Literally all it takes for me to do a private podcast is to reach over and grab my microphone and plug it in, right? Yes. So there is some tech involved, but not a lot of tech. But it's just, so for me, it's the ease on both sides as the consumer and as the producer of that kind of content. So let's talk about where it sits in our funnels, yep. right? Are private podcasts like, hello, new person, come forth and meet me? Or are they more like nurture, nurture, or they're like, buy my thing? All of the above. That's the cool part about this is that we've had, so let's take the top. We'll start from the top and I'll give you some examples there. So I had someone that was using an ebook and it was actually converting well. And I was honestly a little surprised at how well it was converting <laughs> to cold traffic. And I was like, really? It was converting at 20%. And that's actually pretty decent for cold traffic. Brand new, you know, here's, this is how you're going to get to know me. This is how you're, you're doing stuff. This wasn't my ebook. But all we did was switch the content. We switched it to a private podcast delivery. So now we took, you know, we had the author speak that that ebook into a private podcast. We turned it into a private podcast. And now conversions went from 20% to 80%. And that was the only thing we changed. And we was like, okay, let's take a look at that. Because as we think about our own tendencies as consumers, right? And and we, I've done this, I'm guilty as charged on this, I'll download because the content is, you know, I won't opt in for something because my email is worth something. If I, especially if I give you the real one, right? Like that's, like, that's, that's actually really good. That means it's like, I think your, your lead magnet is valuable. And so I, you know, I have every intention of reading that PDF or consuming it, but I'm busy like everyone else is busy. I haven't met anyone who doesn't have a consumer or an ideal client that isn't busy. And I just think, oh, I'll do that later. And every time we do that, every time your lead does that or your prospective lead does that, it takes them out of that buying cycle. And you're not able, if they're not consuming that amazing content you just spent God knows how long putting together, 
it's not effective. It's not going to lead them to that next step or the middle of the funnel. And so what we found is not only did conversions go up because people are like, oh, I'll actually, I believe, I believe in myself and I'll believe I'll consume this because it's easier. I know I'm busy and I'll be able to listen to this on the go. Now what we saw is not only that the 80% conversions, it actually helped people take the next step. So we increased conversions by double digits on the next step of his funnel, just because we made it easier for people to consume the lead, the lead magnet, the lead content that kind of led people to that next step. So it's it can be used in every single aspect, but as we look at from you know the lead magnet to high to nurturing and getting people, I mean, audio is great to have people get to know you. Even if you're the best writer ever, we have copywriters that use Hello Audio. And they they still have private podcasts of their writing. They, they you know who doesn't want to hear from the author and hear your nuances and your personality kind of come through. And it's a great way to be able to build relationships and connections with your audience. And ultimately, that's what's going to create those conversions on the back end. It's when people actually believe that you can help them, that your product or your service is what they need at this time, right? It's all of the things that we need to create that environment for them to buy. It's a lot easier to do that over audio than it is any other medium. As you were talking, I was thinking how we're asking people to consume a private podcast is how we would more naturally meet a person. Yes. Like you don't turn up at a cocktail party and be like, it's nice to meet you. Here's my PDF (laughs) of of all the interesting (laughs) things about me. And when you finish that one, you can click here and I'll give you another (laughs) one. Right. So... (laughs) I can see why that kind of journey to, okay, what's next is feels more natural and less forced and less salesy for everyone. Yes. Did the person keep the ebook or did they just switch the ebook off completely and moved? They switched it completely in this example, oh. but we have had people keep it. So we've had folks that have downloadable PDFs that are like checklists or workbooks or guides, that kind of stuff. And what we've had other people do is they've kept that workbook or they've kept that cheat sheet or whatever it is, and they just added a supplemental audio guide to walk people through it. So if you think about now what that can do, because if you think about marketing content, right, you got stats, facts, and stories. That's kind of mm-hmm. what's supporting that lead magnet. And so now you're able to kind of tell them the background of why this step is so important or why this checklist works or some of the pitfalls of of people that have used or where people get stuck. And you're able to tell stories. And it's just a great way to be able to demonstrate your expertise as the authority in whatever you do in your niche or in your you know area. And then you know, also be able to establish connections through those stats, facts, and stories that you're telling your audience. It, it, and to your point, I love this. And I actually, I want, this is important because if I've, I looked at all the marketing campaigns that I've ever looked at, you know, we talk about funnels, we talk about, you know, all different types of funnels. All we're doing in every single marketing campaign is we're having a conversation with a prospective client. That's all this is. So if you think about marketing as a conversation, it doesn't matter how the heck you're delivering that conversation. Could be email, could be webinar, could be lots of different pieces kind of patched together. It still has to be a cohesive conversation and we still need to have certain things come across, like be able to to demonstrate our ability to help them or get them the result or whatever that is. And so if we think about all the different mediums we could choose to have that conversation in, right? Because like you said, this is a very natural, we just go to a coffee shop, have a conversation. What's the most likely thing that's going to be able to help you as the business owner or creator get that conversation across? It's usually an audio conversation. It's a lot more difficult to patch together 
emails and a webinar and a video and all those things and still make it feel like you're having a natural conversation. So we're really taking it back to the root, which is what makes marketing effective is having really good conversations with our prospective clients. Right. So now we've gone out, we've done our usual promotions that we would do for any kind of opt-in. We've got people that have come along, they're like, oh my gosh, a podcast is amazing. I want everything. And they're now in middle of funnel. So they're on our email list. Are we now replacing sending emails to people with podcasts? Or are we doing something else that's supplemental to emails in the middle of the funnel? Some people do. So they have replaced them. So I will say this, the inbox is crowded. I don't think that's news to anyone. We've seen marketers recommend physical mail because your physical mailbox is actually now less crowded than your digital mailbox, you know, and being able to open it. We've seen, as I've looked at client stats, they've seen open rates historically, they've been decreasing, right? You might get some blips. And if you're really great at email subject, you know, lines and that kind of stuff there, and you maybe your email open rate is consistent if you're really sending valuable content. But in general, it's, it's actually difficult to get consistent opens in the inbox just because people are getting a lot of content. And so what, what the private podcast channel does is it's kind of the new inbox, It's a new channel of communication that now you're opening between you and that person and you're able to communicate with them through that medium or through that channel. So we absolutely still have folks that use that communi- that that private podcast to continue communications. We have, like I had mentioned, Tarzan Kay is an amazing copywriter. She has her newsletters that she sends out and she speaks them. So it's like, hey, if you don't wanna read, you don't wanna take the time and read, let me read these to you. Do you wanna listen to these newsletters instead? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, and, and for the love of all things holy, you know, do you want to listen to these instead does not mean make them download an MP3 file, make them try to figure out where the heck that file ended up on wherever device they're listening to, and then try to open. It's like, no, why would you do that? It's a lot more convenient that the podcast app has everything right there for you. It's all organized. It's sequential. They don't have to work for it. Like if you really want to, you're spending all this time creating this content, your newsletters, your blog posts, all the stuff you're using to nurture that person. Why are we not making it easier to consume? That's the, that's where I think the magic of private podcasts come in. So whether it's the email newsletters, whether it's workshops that you put on or trainings or coaching calls that you do, anything that you're doing in the middle of the funnel, that content that you're creating that demonstrates your expertise, that might kind of seed in that offer, you might be kind of laying the groundwork for whatever offer is coming next or, or per preemptively dealing with hesitations or potential sales objections, all that content you're creating can actually absolutely be delivered over audio through this private podcast and it actually gets consumed. That's the magic of the middle of the funnel. And I think it has that unique ability that it's so much easier to update it, to provide like a little something extra at the end. It's just a quick recording versus, okay, now I have to think through an email, etc. So I just want to be really clear for people who don't live in Hello Audio as much as I do. Are we saying that if you wanted to, Hello Audio could replace your your emailers, your CRMs, your like convert kits. Is that where we're at? Technically, you can. So I will say Ooh. that Hello Audio is unique in our space. When we look at all the competitors that also are quote unquote podcast hosts, 
Hello Audio isn't just a podcast host. It's, it functions more like an audio CRM. So what we can do is just like your whatever CRM you use, Active Campaign, ConvertKit, right? There's a bunch of great ones out there. You can tag your subscribers. In our case, we call them listeners, right? They're the same people. You can tag your audience members with specific tags, whether you're they're buyers, they're non-buyers, they're interested in X, maybe they're at a certain revenue level. However, you segment your audience so that you can serve them better and so that you can have more relevant conversations with them, because that's the whole point of, of being able to segment your audience. You can do do that within Hello Audio. And what we do that no other podcast or private podcast provider does is we allow you to tailor the audio content that gets delivered to them based on those tags. So for example, in the middle of the funnel, you might have folks that are at a certain revenue level or they have a certain asset or or they're a certain they have a certain attribute that your other audience members don't, which might mean that they might need an additional piece of information. They might need more explanation. They might need whatever it is that they might need. If they have that tag and they've they've raised their hand and they said, I am this person or I have this revenue level, whatever that is, you can actually now slip in an episode in that private podcast that goes only to the people who are tagged with that specific tag, which means whether you do this for buyers and non-buyers, you know, you whatever you, you choose to do that in, now all of a sudden, not only are you able to reach people with audio more, because we know that audio allows you to unlock all the hours of the day, we're not sitting here at the screen, right? And we can fit those into pockets of our day. Now we're actually able to deliver more relevant content. So that might be episodes. And we also have something that we call dynamic content. And all that is is pre-roll, that little clip that you might hear at the beginning of an episode, or post-roll, that the end kind of clip. And that might be an advertisement for an upcoming you know, offer that you might have or a launch. Or it might just be a personal, like, hey, if you have any questions reach out or here's my here's my email address or whatever that looks like. You have a lot of options that now all of a sudden takes segmentation and being able to deliver relevant information to an entirely different level. I guess that like post roll is almost like the PS in the email. Yes. Where I guess if you were doing, if you think about like, I'm thinking of like that weekly kind of newsletter style email marketing where maybe you're not in a hard promo, but you want your PS to be like, oh, PS, if you need to, you can still buy my thing. That post roll gives you the ability because unlike email, they could get your entire back catalog of podcasts, depending on how you set it up. But it gives you the ability in that post roll to make your PS current. Yes. So even if you give them the whole back roll, you don't want them looking for an offer that you had six months ago or a year ago. You want them coming to the thing that you're leading them to. So the post roll in my brain is like the PS in the email. I love that. I love the PS. It's usually structured like here's the three ways that you can work with me. And they're usually mm-hmm. like the super easy, like low pressure way. Like here's like I have a free training. Here you go. If you're looking for more support, go here. Right. Or if you want to book a one on one, whatever that looks like. Yes. It, it that that post roll clip can be changed based on tags. It can be changed based on date. So if you're running an event and you want to talk about the event, but only up until Tuesday, <laughs> you can change it, you know, and make it expire and, and swap something out from Tuesday on. That gives you so much more flexibility than having to re-record a bunch of stuff and then wondering, oh, am I sending people to a place that isn't relevant or an offer I really am not interested in selling right now? It, exactly what that is. Okay. So now we've brought them in with our exciting new opt-in. We've nurtured them with our delightful 
storytelling in our own actual voice. And now we're ready to like go, okay, let's buy something. That would be traditionally when you're like, here's the sales page. Mm -hmm. What is conversion using a private podcast or audio look like? Absolutely. So this is where launching with audio. So we kind of have attracting with audio. We've got nurture with audio, right? And now we actually connect with audio, I would say kind of goes in the middle. And now we have launch with audio. So what we're seeing is there's a lot of traditional launch methods that are still very effective, right? Depending on your niche and your price point and your audience, whether you're running a challenge, those are still very effective for a lot of folks. Maybe it's a, a workshop paid or not. Yeah, you might still be running a webinar. You might still be running, you know, a a video series. There's a lot of different ways to get your launch content out there, which would involve the sales page. What we're seeing is that as you're bringing people through your funnel, as you're bringing people and you're having this conversation with them, continuing the conversation with them by allowing them to consume your launch content. And again, whatever that's your challenge, your workshop, all the things that you could possibly use, but by putting that in audio form, we're seeing double-digit increases on conversions on the back end, even for folks. So we have an example. We have someone that used, that ran a challenge, and I would say maybe three times, you know, did did the challenge, same exact challenge, consistent is all get out, which I loved, consistent conversions like 10%, right? 10% conversions every single time they ran the challenge. All they did was add audio, and it bumped conversions up to 19%. All they did. And it was like, what? So they just they took the challenge content That's, and made it and, easier to and, consume and recorded it essentially. Yes. They spoke it out loud into a microphone. That's well, and they, they already had all the content, so they didn't. It was you know I think it was videos that they had done in their Facebook group. They just dragged and dropped it. They just dragged and dropped it because Hello Audio strips the audio for you, so you don't even have to go to like janky sites if you have the video. Just drag and drop it in. It just by creating a, a private podcasted version of their launch content, so it's still protected. Right. It's Mm -hmm. still like you're and you're now able to see who's listening and when they're listening, which is, you know, usually data. If you've got your video out there on YouTube or whatever, like you're probably not seeing granular by, you know, by email address, who's listening and when. And that now allows you to be able to even make the conversation more relevant with those folks. But but no matter, we've seen people do this with workshops, with challenges, with webinars, all even we've had folks read their sales page into a private podcast as part of their launch sequence and it increased conversions just because, I mean, it's like, it's not rocket science. We're just actually allowing them to consume it. If you yeah, think yeah. about if you know the typical drop-off day after day, if you're running like a five-day challenge, right? Monday through Friday, it's pretty pretty standard. There's a significant drop-off day to day, right? When when people yeah. aren't showing up or whatever it looks like by putting that into a private podcast. And, and one way people do this is by making the, the pop-up, it's like a pop-up podcast, mm-hmm. which means this is not an insurance policy for you. This is, you know, if you've missed it, consume it because this thing's going away on Friday. And now all of a sudden you're creating this built-in urgency, which is, you know, there's a marketing tool in your toolbox to be able to allow people to binge that content easily on the go while they're on the go with, you know, earbuds or whatever they're doing. And if they consume your launch content, that's that's what launch content is. It's designed to help you be more ready to buy. So just by making it easier to consume by putting it into audio form, we're seeing folks double, sometimes even triple their normal conversion rates just because people are actually consuming the content. Wow. I'm, I'm a little speechless, which is unusual for me. <laughs> is there anything that you think in traditional marketing 
that we either can't or maybe shouldn't do with audio? You know, I, it's interesting. I, as I look at some folks that have very visual content, like very meaning, like if I'm teaching something that's like click and point here, do this here, here's how you do this type of thing. You know, initially I would have thought that probably isn't the best place to only do audio. But now Mm -hmm. as I'm looking at the data and I'm seeing case studies come back, even by offering the audio only version of it, it allows people to that, it, it increases repetition. They hear it once, it takes the pressure off. And quite frankly, if they only offered it in video, people still aren't aren't consuming it. Now at least they kind of hear it once and now they kind of see where that person is taking them. So, you know, that would be kind of the first thing I think about is all the folks that are doing more visual content. But what we're seeing is the data proves that audio is still useful for consumption and then ultimately increasing conversions even on audio. I, you know, for me, I look at all the the options and the possibilities and, and every single piece of content that I've seen business owners create from the top of the funnel all the way through onboarding that new client and delivery And audio just makes it easier in every single aspect to consume. So there's not a single piece of it. And I'm not anti-video. Like I'm definitely Mm -hmm. not. I don't love creating them as a creator for all the, you know, hair, makeup and video editing reasons that if you've ever done it, you understand. You're probably, (laughs) you get it. You understand why people don't want to do it. But, you know, for all practical purposes, no matter what your content is, it's so easy. You can get a feed up in literally minutes. And I'm not just saying that, like, just be, I'm obviously biased with audio, but it's so easy to do. And with the results and the conversion numbers that we're seeing and how much it increases audience engagement and audience, just all of it, it's, it's a worthy experiment for everyone to do, no matter what content you're creating. And I think that keyword there is also experiment because you want to be kind of sure that things are worth the effort if you're going to do, say, video or like run a massive challenge in a Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas because this is kind of easy to put out, you could do a little like mini test case of it, see if it works. If it doesn't, it's probably taking you half an hour to build the thing if you've got five five minute episodes right because hello audio will do the transcript and everything for you anyway so to me that i find i'm vastly more likely to be like this is a topic i'm interested in talking about let me talk about it let me tell people i've talked about it are people listening to it and then if they're not i'm like oh okay i'm either not explaining this correctly or like hey i can see they've dropped off after episode two out of ten that I'm not engaging them in this topic either. Like, how do I go back a step, right? So it gives you, I find really like fast data. Yes, yes. And and I think that's one thing that if we think of traditional or more conventional podcasters, right? Like folks that have amazing shows like this, you don't get that granular data. Yes, you might be able to see yeah, how no. many people are listening to this, right? And and by the way, if you're listening, we think you're amazing. But we don't get to see your your email tied to your listening stats. And with private podcasts, you do. You do get to see that. So you have data around to exactly how do you and what do we make decisions on when it comes to running experiments and having a business, no matter what we're doing as an entrepreneur. We look at the data and then we make choices. And it's all, to your point, it's all an experiment. Marketing is just a series of 
experiments. And I think what makes it so cool, to your point, is when we look at audio and we see the results, there's evidence there. And it's like, well, and it's also easy to do. It's easy to run. And it's inexpensive to run that experiment. I would much rather run an experiment to create a private podcast to see if that increases conversions or increases engagement through a challenge than I would trying to drop another 10 grand on ads. Like that, there's something about being able to make this accessible, not only to your listeners, to your audience, and now they can they can listen to your content whenever, wherever, which I think is amazing. But as a business owner, as a busy creator, this is accessible for you to pivot, to test messaging, to see if people are interested, to test, to see if you have the right stories. Go back to the stats, facts, and stories, right? Like, are you using the right stories to create engagement? Are you to evoke emotion? Like, audio is the best way, and I think the easiest and fastest way to be able to test those things. And I guess nobody ever got upset when they discovered a new podcast and it had like a hundred episodes. But if you said to someone, right, I'm going to send you a hundred emails, you signed up. <laughs> yes. Here's a hundred emails today in your inbox. That's a really different vibe, right? If someone emails us more than like once every couple of days, I'm following somebody's launch at the moment, more from like a, uh, I'm, I'm curious about their style versus a, an intense need to buy the product. And they have emailed me every single day this week sometimes a couple of times a day, but they're very upfront about their strategy at the beginning. So like I'm expecting it, but it's still a bit jarring every time they show up in my inbox. I'm like, how can there be another email? Yeah. Right. Whereas when my one of my favorite podcasters, Stephen Bartlett, his diary of a CEO, upped his production from like once a week to I didn't even know how many episodes he puts out. He's prolific, multiple every week. There was no part of me that I was upset by that. Yep. There was no part of me that was like, oh. and his episodes are an hour and a half usually. Oh my. They're in-depth, juicy interviews, right? If somebody sent me the email equivalent of an hour and a half podcast, I would just be gone. If somebody sent me the blog equivalent, I would be gone. Whereas we're prepared to listen to somebody tell us a story in oh, our yeah. headphones, right? I love that analogy. It's perfect. It's it's so true, right? Because it's it's like you control and it's it's bingeable at your pace. And then as the creator, you get to see who your super listeners are. Right? So like at Hello Audio, we have the super listener score, which allows you to see who are those folks that are binging and that are super interested in what you have to say. I love it. And you I guess you could even segment with that and be like, here's a little super listener bonus. Yep. That's kind of like the subscriber level of like normal iTunes or whatever, right? Where you yes. can subscribe and then you can see all those bonus episodes, but you can't access them. Like, oh, I want in. I want to be in the club. So what is your favorite thing that you've seen somebody do at any point in the funnel from a marketing perspective? What's the favorite thing you've seen someone do with Hello Audio? This is rough because there's so many unique ways to do this. I'll I'm let you pick a couple. I'm, I appreciate that. Thank you for not letting me live in <laughs> one because that's a rough one. I think so. First and foremost, the pop up podcast I love, like limited time, exclusive pop up podcast. I love that. I, that the just the the strategy itself. It, it's like built in urgency. I am. I am not a fan of bro marketing. I am not a fan of fake urgency or fake scarcity. Like all that crap can just die like a very quick death very, very soon, right? But when you have a podcast that's like, hey, this is going to expire. It's going to go away. And that's a real thing. You're like, I, this is like 
Because what are you doing as an owner? You're like, I really want people to consume this information and I'm making it really easy for them to consume it whenever they want to, whenever it fits into those pockets of time. Those pop-up podcasts, I think, are amazing. We had Amy Porterfield just used a pop-up podcast for her list building to the launch of DCA. So as she went into her launch for DCA, she absolutely used Hello Audio to do a pop-up podcast, which I thought was an amazing way for her to kind of have that exclusivity, the the ability for to build urgency to consume it in order for her to build that list prior to launch, which I love that. You can do it for launches that have anything that's time sensitive. And with Hello Audio, you can also do evergreen ones as well. So it doesn't have to be date driven. It could be, you know, hey, I'm, you you get seven days to listen to this because I believe it's really that important to you. So I, I love pop-up podcasts. Yeah. And I think also for somebody like me who is really comfortable in the audio thing, like that's a, that feels really easy to me. If you told me I needed to create like some kind of like challenge or video series or anything, I can think of 20 reasons off the top of my head why that's not going to happen. But if you said to me, OK, Diane, you need to have done a pop up podcast by the end of the weekend, it would just be done. It's doable. Yeah. So let's just revisit for anyone who isn't a podcaster. Let's do a quick refresh on what kind of tech are we talking about? Let's talk through how complicated this is, because I think your stats really do sell that it's a solid marketing tool, if not a cut above marketing tool. But I know people will be listening and they'll be like, well, I don't really, I don't like the sound of my voice. Like all the things you hear about the reason. (laughs) Like people will often say to me, like, I want to do a podcast, but... I've been thinking about a podcast, but I think until you do it, it feels like this huge barrier. So can we remove that barrier to people trying to use podcasts as a marketing tool? Yes, yes. I think so. I think I hear that a lot, right? I've I've been thinking about a podcast. And I think the biggest thing is there's a difference between a public podcast, what everyone thinks about when you hear, I want to start a podcast to grow my business. That's most people are talking about a public podcast, right? Where you're doing shows like this or you're interviewing. And yes, like you can, you could tell people it takes a commitment. You have to schedule interviews. You've got to find folks. You've got to like, there's, there's some consistent work that needs to be done and it's all great. And if you're not really feeling that, it, you don't you don't need to be a podcaster to have a podcast because you can enjoy private podcasts, which all that really is, is just it's using the podcast communication channel, which millions and mil- like hundreds of millions are using every single week. So if we look at just a quick stat, the folks that the number of hours that are people are consuming podcast data, like content in a podcast app is rivaling the number of hours that people are on Netflix every single week. So there are millions of people who are already listening to stuff. It's like, why are we not meeting them where they're already at? They're in their podcast app listening to content. And you don't need to be a podcaster and have a show or an interview style show that is like a weekly or a daily thing to have a square, to own a square inside their podcast app. You can have a private podcast and podcast all sorts of different content, whether it's your lead magnet, your video series, your blogs, your newsletters. You have you have a lot of options when it comes to creating a podcast. And it comes, you know, when we look at the tech and what's really involved, we've had folks that don't have a microphone. They just act, they open up their voice recorder app on their phone and they just talk into it. They send the file, they save the file, maybe they have a bunch of files in Google Drive or whatever that is, and they just use that to create a podcast. We have other folks that record 
They might have a conversation or they're coaching on Zoom. We have a direct integration with Zoom, so you don't even have to download and upload. Like you could connect your Zoom account and it shows up already in your audio inbox. But it's it can be that easy where you don't need to worry about having the expensive mic. You don't need to worry about, you know, having that overproduced show. It could just be you, your voice, and you sharing your expertise. And that's what you're packaging up in that private podcast to be able to share with your audience. It's it's a lot easier, I think, than people than people might realize. And that's actually one of the strategies and one of the reasons why we chose the marketing strategy that we did is because when we saw that over 70% of our users launched their first feed in less than a day, and then usually we have a bunch of other people that are like, oh, if I would have known how easy it was, I would have done it too. We're like, you know what? We just need to let people experiment with it. And that's why we chose to do the seven-day trial without requiring any credit card whatsoever is because it's like, hey, you know, we say it's easy, but let's put our money where our mouth is and, and prove it to you. And so that's, I think that's the thing is if you're thinking about it, try it. It's not, you know, you don't need a credit card to try it. We're not going to charge or bill you right away. Like you can just literally try it and see how easy it is to to be able to, to launch a private podcast in in a very, very short amount of time. Whereas that content in any other way could absolutely take days, weeks, months, and for some folks, even years. Yeah, I'll be sure to link that in the show notes because I think that is the key to whether you're public podcasting or private podcasting is you have to start. Yes. It's it's never going to get easier while you're thinking about doing it. You have to actually <laughs> be nice if it try did. it. I mean, <laughs> how amazing would that be? And you don't need to worry that it's this polished thing that's going to live on iTunes forever. Like you can take it down the next day if you want, if you hate it that much, but you probably won't. <sighs> I could talk about audio like all day. It's just so exciting to me. I think it's a super powerful platform and obviously otherwise I wouldn't spend my time and effort creating a podcast but I also do have multiple private podcasts for a lot of different things. Now when people are taking this free trial I really just want to give them a little inside scoopy scoop about why they should go and do this now because I know you've got a little super secret something coming in October for all of your Hello Audio users. Yes we do. So it's so exciting because we we get a lot of folks who may not be super interested in building the six-figure or seven-figure business, right? But they definitely want to monetize their expertise. I mean, who couldn't use a couple of extra thousand bucks a month, right? Or some extra cash. There's always shoes. Right. There's always shoes. There's, you know, I would say the Peloton rower, but I just saw the price on that. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's, you know, everyone could use some extra cash, whether you want to take your family on a vacation or whatever. And so there's a lot of folks out there that want to just monetize their expertise, but the thought of creating a traditional video course is just daunting. I mean, it's like the slides and the makeup and it's like, oh, you're trying to do all the things. And so what we're doing is we are going to run an audio course accelerator for everyone who is on a paid plan with Hello Audio. And we're going to help everyone in that accelerator build an audio course and hopefully within those 30 days sell their audio course. So we're going to go over the structure of how to create that course. We're going to also, we're going to be with everyone every step of the way and we're going to 
give them some real practical, easy strategies to actually market and sell so that people can monetize their expertise in such an easier way than audio. No other tech stacks, no other you know technical things required. It's just all within Hello Audio and it's going to be really awesome. We're so excited to be able to share that with our users. And that's an opportunity to get input from two people who are incredibly good at what they do. Nora, who is the marketing pro, and then Lindsay, who is a professor who literally taught for a living and taught people how to build courses as her business before Hello Audio. So I think that's a winning combination. So get in there, play around with it, decide if you want to upgrade and come and join us in creating that course in the Accelerator. I'm very excited. I am too. I'm so excited. So to finish up, I always ask my guests the same two questions. What is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? Oh, this is a good one. I have been historically horrible (laughs) at setting boundaries. I will say, though, as I've gotten older, I have gotten much better. And so I have very specific time blocks on my calendar where I do not take calls. So my Calendly cuts off after a certain time every single day. And that is right now the time of day where my kids come home from school. So I am actually able to greet them face to face and not have my face either in a computer or on a phone. So that is my biggest boundary. And I it's made a world of difference. Just I only have so many summers left with the kids before they go off to college. That is probably something I'm the most proud of putting in place and sticking to. Amazing. I think that's a pretty big boundary. You're like, oh, I haven't really have any boundaries. Like, yes, that's a pretty huge boundary, especially because that's, I think, a very easy one to move out of the way when it's inconvenient. It's very easy to be like, they're not going to notice for one day if I'm not there. Yep. Right. And then one day becomes seven in a row. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then finally, what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've been given in your business journey? Oh, God. That I've been given. I've heard a lot of crap. There's so many. The one that sticks in my head, probably because of my experience working with all of the marketing campaigns that I've looked at, is is the whole one, you're one funnel away. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. It's just, I, yeah, just the phrase itself. It's like, oh, you're one really good conversation away from making a sale. Like, that's okay. But funnels are not the field of dreams. They're not magical. They're not like it's that that one phrase. It creates a visceral reaction for folks that are marketers and for folks that have sold. Like I've helped sell so many millions of dollars of things. It's like I know what it takes to actually have a successful campaign. And it's not just being one funnel away. So that's kind of my, the one thing that I think bothers me that gets to me every time I see it. Especially not these days when you can't just run ads to that funnel. Like back in the days of traffic, maybe you were a little closer to being one funnel away. But in today's times, you're a really large amount of money away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very different. How, you know, back in the day, when Facebook ads worked and you could literally, you could have crappy offers or crappy, pay, like there's so many things you could get away with. I would say even five years ago that you cannot get away with. There's There were things that you could have done that would have made millions five years ago or four years ago. And and now people won't even, it's it's not even, an, it's, it doesn't even register as something they would want to engage with. So yeah, it's, 
Very, very different. Awesome. This has been a fabulous chat. I'm sure people will want more Nora and more Hello Audio. Where is a good place on the socials for them to find that? Uh, you can find me at Nora Sedith, either norasedith.com or at norasedith on Instagram. And you can connect with us on Hello Audio at Hello Audio FM on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.